Welcome back to another episode of The Pitch Pod. I'm Jeff Stebbins. Join with me as always is my co-host, Joe Janner. Joe, how are you doing this evening? Well, Jeff, I'm glad you checked in on me. Made sure that I got on this podcast. Survived the first winter storm of 2024 here in Kansas. I think it's worth mentioning. So, as always, though, glad to be here. Excited to talk about our Match of the Week and other topics on The Pitch Pod. Well, I'm, I'm glad to hear you're surviving out there, man. So we're here to talk about Man U versus Tottenham Spurs. But before we do that, there's been a whole lot of news stories. There's been a whole lot of noise out there about Arsenal and their loss to Liverpool 2-0 at home. So a lot of Arsenal fans are out there calling for Arteta's head. I don't know. It seems a bit extreme to me. Um, but Joe, what are your initial thoughts on that? I mean, well, I think we first have to mention that we both thought Arsenal would win. They didn't. They lost 0-2. And so, and we even maybe went out there and too soon claimed that it was Arsenal's cup to win. And you thought, I think they about just everybody favored them being at home. So I think that's probably a part of the, the harsh criticism that Arteta is getting that maybe they go in their away at Anfield and lose, it's a different story, or they, they draw, they, the team doesn't perform well. But losing now, them slipping their performance, I mean, they're into fourth on the EPL table. But the point being, I think you, what you're asking me is, do I think it's too harsh? I said I would say yes. I think that at this phase, this point in time, you can't take away what he's done, what this club has done, how they've performed, the results they've gotten over the last 18 months, two years. Big turnaround from what Arsenal saw five, six years prior. So I think it's too soon to, to even mention an Arteta out conversation. But if you're saying that that's the buzz, if you're saying that people talk about it, I think it's worth mentioning. Yeah, that's the buzz. But I let me ask you this, Joe, and, and I agree exactly with what you just said, but I got to ask you this. How does Arsenal lose at home against a Liverpool team that's missing – Virgil van Dijk, Mo Salah, how do they lose that match 2-0? Just explain that to me. What the heck happened? Looks to me like it's a side that even when they do get in front of goal, have chances, they're, they're not finishing. I mean, that's so often the story. But it's a little deeper than that. I think it's, you know, again, I mean, talk about someone that's struggling, Hobbits. I mean, really, wanted to give him the benefit of doubt. I think just about everybody saw maybe a slight bit of an improvement but not has not been able to perform at the level i mean we could talk about it all day arsenal missing a number nine a legitimate center forward a striker i mean is that something that i think that's even part of the conversation is arsenal going to go out in the transfer window who's out you know it's the tony ivan tony conversation but i don't even know where they're at with that and so often so many people have been saying that it's not going to be the case i know let's get back to the game you said jeff it's really when if you're going to allow Liverpool to beat you on the counter and have those opportunities in the way they did. I mean, it probably could have had even a couple other goals on there. They're going to have that type of game. So just not being crisp, not being precise, not being at performing at the level necessary to win. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And to me, the end game coaching of Klopp is it's hard to, 
it's hard to dupl duplicate that and be prepared for that. So I don't want to say Arteta didn't have any tactics or strategy. It's just it's hard to compete against a guy like Klopp. Am I right? Well, I think we've talked about it here, and I talk about it just about anywhere I can in, in the sense that Klopp does seem to be the master, you said, if you will. And then in, in terms of I like the application to the end game, the ability to really truly utilize substitutions at the finest. And how that, I mean, again, if I'd like to have a conversation, I'll be first asked, is that how much is that done analytically? How much is that done through feeling? How much is that just through experience? But either way, nonetheless, in this contest, makes the right decisions, pulls the right strings. How awesome, though, I mean, you have to say it, to have a player – like Jota be able to come off the bench, mm -hmm. right? I mean, having him, I mean, I wonder even if at some point that becomes his role, like how effective as he's been in that role, coming off the bench 30 minutes, you know, you kind of wonder, could he continue to do that? Yeah, those, those are good questions. Yeah, I'd like to know the answer to those also. And then the reason we're here looking ahead, EPL, here we go. We got Manchester United, the Reds going against Tottenham Spurs. Notably, the Spurs are missing Son, who that's going to be, I don't know how you replace him, and that's a huge loss for them with not only his goal-scoring ability, but his ability to just facilitate the ball too. So that's a big loss for them in this upcoming match. But the Spurs have been looking good as of late. Man U. Not so much, you know, um, they're not looking as good as a lot of the fans would have expected and would have wanted how much of that is on Ten hog. We've discussed previously. We don't, you know, there's a lot of uncertainties there, but I think we can both agree that they're not playing up to their potential, whatever the reason is, but Joe, what are some initial thoughts going into this game? Man, you V taught him. Well, I think you mentioned the loss or the missing son for spurs 12 goals five assists and 20 premier league games i don't know how i don't think you have that they don't have that player to just be like okay we'll get by i mean how on any squad any team any club if you're looking at those statistics those numbers how do you fill that in now that is the job that is responsibility of the manager to have a plan in the instance it's not like it's a news flash surprise those are these are things that they could have and should have been planning over the course of the begin the season looking at the calendar knowing that this is going to be a fixture that they'd have to be planning for that and being without son i think it's the hard part as i said is how do you replace those numbers when he's done so well so that's going to be the first thing that's really the first thing that sticks off the page for me is how does the spurs set up without son and then again what are their objectives you look at the, where they're at in the table you look at them being fifth really only six points off the top is it them away okay to get the point or would they play for the draw but i think that's partly what the conversation is you have a side like spurs who are clearly have an identity and have to some detriment to some criticism lived and died by it if you will whereas they're against the side manchester united everybody's going what are they doing yeah what's the, what's the play right so i think that's i think what's exciting about this matchup to see how in this instance they go i mean what else types sun's missing from this what, what do you look at jeff as being well, yeah. on the on the reverse side, I'm looking at Man U, and they've been struggling. This this would be a great opportunity for them to kind of turn the tables and build some momentum at home. That's a huge advantage. But I some more questions that remain about the team and their motivation level, what's been going on, and and so that also is a concern of mine. Um, 
But I, I don't know if it's necessarily fair to put all the blame on what's been going on on Tin Hog, right? You want some leadership from the players as well. And one of the players that's supposed to be a star for them, maybe he is, maybe he isn't, depending on who you ask, is Rashford. He's been kind of quiet. He's had some goals here and there. But it would you say it's thus far this season he's been a little bit disappointing, Joe, with his output? Like, being that the franchise is it kind of looked like they were trying to build around him and to just have some so-so results it, you know, how significant is that Joe? I think it's definitely something to make note of in a sense that one, whether you're a Manchester United supporter or you're somebody that just looks at the football in the world and sees a still young player with all the potential, not meeting those expectations. And you, you know, he's a good guy. I think that's the word on the street you know, putting and contributing to the community and, and something that people like and look at as a person, but when they're not performing and they're not contributing goal scoring, namely what he's on the pitch to do, you do start to look a little bit at what's happening in disappointment. Is it, I know there's been some injuries. I know it hasn't been maybe 100%. You kind of wonder how a player like that would react if they're start on the bench, 100% ready to go or not. Right. Is that how, again, I can talk about the responsibility of the manager. How well does he know Rashford to know what's going to motivate him? How well does the organization have people inside that can help him and talk to him and figure out what the deal is in terms of his lack of performance? And that's what the responsibility is. You have these multi-billion dollar clubs with an infrastructure in place to have all the support. Now, I'm saying that as if I don't think that they're doing it. They may very well be. And it, again, it takes two to tango in this case. Is Rashford out there saying, what can I do more or how can I improve upon where I'm at, my mindset to get the performance goes along with it. There's so many factors, Jeff. There's so many factors that go along with his lackluster performance this far. Yeah. And I don't want to put it all on Rashford either. You know, the, there's uh, they have plenty of other talented players that need to be stepping up as well. And one of them that kind of has, you know, uh, occasionally throughout the season stepped up is Garnacho. Can you speak a little bit about him and what he brings as a player to the team? He's a dynamic player. I think right now, as of today or the other day, I mean, there was a Patrick Bamford goal that's in contest as far as the goal of the campaign, the season to have yet. I mean, you got to look at that player. As he's there, giving it a go, and really, like I said, a dynamic attacking player that I think can bring a lot to Manchester United. But again, not a team that's set up for one player to be the star, one player to be the guy. I think it's set up. Maybe we haven't talked about enough. Partially, who is that one player? Yes, but then how do those supporting role players help to contribute to make sure there's more chances for goals to be scored by Garnacho or Rashford and so on. Yeah. Well, I think it's going to be a fun game and it's looking like it's going to be a fairly even game with what's been going on. So Joe, if you're ready, I think I'm ready for my prediction. Yes. I think probably almost alluded to the beginning, probably fair more likely happen and see it there again with the missing son in the case of Spurs, not really knowing what Manchester United is going to bring their up and down inconsistencies. A draw is probably very fitting for this. And I think probably minus the other players in this, I mean, and the team's abilities and or inability to score. I have this as a one, one draw. Okay. Okay, so sticking to the script, it's going to be a close match and not a lot of goals involved. That that could perfectly happen. I could definitely see that transpiring. 
I think this might be an opportunity for the Reds to turn the table, get a little momentum. They're at home. Yeah, they have a few injuries, but, you know, they're facing the Tottenham Spurs without their star player. I think this is when we're going to see a little bit of a reversal out of Man U, and I think that they're going to win this match 1-0. I can see, again, that go that way. It's going to take a team performance. It's going to be interesting who that one goal is scored by, how in which way it's scored, right? Is it early? Is it through a controversial call for a penalty? Wouldn't that be nice for them, right? <laughs> we'll see. Yeah, well, that's that's it right there. I, if I had to put money on it, I'd say either Garnacho or Rashford. But, you know, that's I'm not ready to make that prediction quite yet. But hopefully one of us gets this one right, um, as Joe and I are in a competition amongst each other and how our predictions play out throughout the rest of the season. So hopefully at least one of us gets this one right and nails it. But thank you, everyone, for tuning in. and. We hope you enjoy what we bring here at the Pitch Pod. And until next time, everyone. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in. If you like what we bring you here at the Pitch Pod, please do us a favor. Hit that like and that subscribe. Don't forget, we're available on Apple Podcasts as well as Spotify. Thank you, everyone, and keep pitching out there. In a game, the round ball, round post. Anything can happen.